3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: Good Morning Football. Welcome. Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live. We're in New York City. It's Monday, October 10th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brant, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty, to my left. Um, the connection between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, uh, all while spoiling Kenny Pickett's first career start. Yeah. What do we take away from that game?
5: Last year, the Bills lost the game to the Jaguars. Like they went, into ja- everyone was doing the Bills hype thing, and then they lost to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Like, they got caught. This was the classic. Trap game. Mm -hmm. They had just come off this amazing victory against Baltimore. You got a rookie quarterback coming in, and the Steelers are limping in after a loss to the Jets. A lot of people, I think, were thinking, Bills blow up. There were some who were like, slow down. They're not that team yet. That was what I needed to see. 38-3, to 3, shut the door. Wow, 15-point spread, let's beat them by 35. Like, that's the Bills that is gonna be the team that goes on and has success throughout the playoffs and into the Super Bowl and beyond. A statement win in the way that they won that game. Mm-hmm. Manhandled a team that they should have manhandled. Mm-hmm. And I think for Buffalo, that was the kind of game that you know, we've seen them win against inferior opponents before, but this was one of those where last year they would have maybe lost a game like that. No questions here.
6: Mm. No doubt about it, and I think when you look at their team, and yes we put up the highlights, Josh Allen to Gabe Davis, their defense, In the second half, they're outscoring opponent 70 to 7. I'm just like, yo, let's just go and talk about the defense, but the offense is that good. It's so hard to focus on how good the Buffalo Bills defense is, because when you turn the game on, you just see highlight after highlight Josh Allen's plucking, throwing the ball throughout the sky, but he's also running for, for this Bills defense. I mean, what they're able to do in that second half to shut opponents down and allow the offense to go out there and pile on. They're getting to them. You see Von Miller right there with the sack. Kair Elam had his first career interception in this game as well. They're just dominating right now. That was just such an impressive win, and we all hope Kenny Pickett is getting a start. He'll have things going. Tough two for, two for over 300 yards, made some plays, but my goodness, the Bills are just too good. Yeah, I don't
3: know if ever, any time in my life, I've seen the Steelers look like that, and I mean, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. You just don't see that logo and that score next to it, but something that always amuses me, every once in a while, you'll see this in the middle of a guy's having a great game, and the Twitter trending topics, you'll see the name Norm Van Brocklin. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Norm Van Brocklin still holds the single-game passing record of 554 yards way back in the 50s. Josh Allen could have thrown for 700 yards yesterday if he wanted to. If the Steelers offense was better and could put up some points and make competitive, he would have. I think he had about 350 at halftime. He could have thrown for eight touchdowns. The, the Steelers were um, they were whooped. They had nothing. They offered no resistance. This was not a game. It was never a game. They called off the dogs. Call it whatever you will. And the elephant in the room is this is Bill's Chiefs week now. And that was the trap game. And this was the let's look ahead to Kansas City. They're going to Arrowhead this week. It is the biggest game in the entire regular season schedule, by far. It is the one. And all they did was just tune up and just beat the crap out of a tomato can. And I I, this team has the killer instinct. There was no letdown, no look ahead. He could have thrown for 700 yards if they wanted him to, and he didn't. They're like, let's just let's save it for next week. It was awesome. I,
4: I did love that Norm Van Brocklin reference. One of the voices of football, Brad Nessler, has a cat named Van Brocklin. Oh, is that true? It is oh, an wow. incredible name for a cat, a but also just like Van Brocklin, your were, ears were burning this weekend. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett, that start that he had. We we talked about it last week. What a poor situation for him to be in. And I and I caught and I would have been okay if, let's say, his line read like. 12 for 21, 210 yards, a pick. You'd be like, okay, yeah, you went against a Bills defense. You went against a team that had your number from the get-go. But it didn't. Three, 34 for 52, 327 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, but like 300 yards gets a good defense on the road. And he was getting a little spicy towards the end really with some spicy. of the hits that he took. Like, that's a quarterback it seems like the Steelers could play for. I mean, this game, whatever was going to happen, we kind of just wrote it off. as like, this could look ugly. but. The kid hung. I mean, he lo- he hung. And and to not back down in a situation like that, the Bills are, look fantastic. But Kenny Pickett, I was proud of him. I don't know if that's like a weird thing to say. I don't think Steelers like, fans are mad
3: at Kenny Pickett at all today. No, I think you no. take. he was tough as hell. Yeah. He kept chucking it, and it was just not his fight. But yep. that was a good showing for him. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: It was a wild weekend across the league. Uh, teams that did all right, lukewarm, yep. not great. But then there are some that really impressed us, and we got to pick those, and we'll talk about them now. What do you got? I think
5: the San Francisco 49ers deserve at least a moment on the mm-hmm. show to look d- what they did. And this is a team that was coming off an emotional Monday night win against the Rams where they dismantled them, go all the way across the country, and then from the very start, absolutely dismantle the Carolina Panthers and do it on the road. Jimmy G was locked in. Debo was great. Kyle Juszczyk was great. But my big takeaway on this is, gosh, the Niners, they are so – Resilient. If you watch the game and you see the highlights, you see that. What you don't see is that they had a rash of injuries yesterday yet again. Look at all the players they've lost this season and the players that they've lost this game. They lost Bosa to a groin injury. We don't know what the latest is. Jimmy Ward broke his hand. Robbie Gould could not kick the rest of the game because he got hurt trying to make a tackle. Emmanuel Mosley is now out for the year. They have already been missing Eric Armstead, Trent Williams, Trey Lance, their starting quarterback, is out for the foreseeable future with the ankle. They lost Elijah Mitchell with the knee. They lost a first-round pick, and Javon Kinlaw with the knee. Any other team, I think this would be, uh, you know, all right, pack it in. Season's over. We can't win on the road. We can't win games. We've lost nine star players. They go out, and they win by 22 points. Like, this is what they've been through, and they went through it two years ago when they lost everyone to injury, and they still found a way. They went through it last year when they had all those injuries, and they still find a way. They're a 3-2 and two team with backups everywhere, and yet people step up. Telenoa Hufanga one week, and then this week you've got Jawan Johnson throwing off guys and making plays this week. Like The Niners, that logo, that uniform, so much respect for that because no matter who's on the field, they find a way, and we're hoping that a lot of those guys get back, but for some of them, it's not going to be very soon.
6: No, you're right. Right, and we always say a backup is just a starter who's waiting for his opportunity, and the 49ers have a ton of guys doing that. And for me trying to choose my team, I'm like, well, the Bills were unbelievable this week. The Titans got three in a row. But another team who's having to have guys step up, the New England Patriots. They lose Mac Jones to an ankle injury. All right, we got the veteran. We got Brian Hoyer. He's going to come in last week, lose him in the beginning of the game. Bailey Zappi has been playing their third-string quarterback, drafted in the fourth round and he is making plays for them. And obviously the defense is stepping up. I'll get into that later. Jack Jones right there with the interception. We saw Junon knock a ball loose. Ramondre Stevenson. Damian it? Harris gets hurt early no. in the game, and we know they're the one-two punch. They're usually equal carries. Stevenson had over 160 yards wow. running the football yesterday. Jacoby Myers, who we saw score a touchdown, had over 100 yards receiving. Somehow this New England Patriots, who went into the week one and three – found a way to get it done, shut the Detroit Lions out, and win this football game. I was impressed with the resilience, next man up mentality to be able to get to the victory. They don't go away. They, They're they not. Just,
3: they don't. And neither does the team I think Jamie's going to talk about shortly. But I'm just going to go back to the New York Giants. I, I think the Giants fan base, maybe unlike any other, is very proud and very into their head coach. Like, it really represents a lot to him. Peter couldn't help himself early in the show, and he just had to say Parcells and Coffey. had like, to go there. It's what they do, and they got a guy now. And they got a guy in Dayball, and they got a guy in Wink, and it's been a rough run. The Joe Judge thing was, I think, a disaster. I'm told allegedly Pat Shermer was their coach for a while. The Ben McAdoo thing, tough. You know, last year, guys, we're doing quarterback sneaks on third and nine. And now it's like we got a coach that we love, we got a coach that we get behind, and we got this awesome defensive coordinator who just blitzed Aaron Rodgers on the biggest play of the game. It's really, really cool. Saquon is amazing, and they got some fun young players. But out of 32, I have never, I can't find a fan base that talks about their head coach, whether it's Parcells and Coughlin, but also, like, the Jim Fossil moments. And yeah. there's so many others that they take ownership of about that is our leader, and they have one and Brian Dayball, who is the coach of the year right now, I think, in a runaway, who coached the best game of the season in a runaway against the, Rock, against the Packers, and I think it's really cool. Saquon and Daniel Jones are a thing. The head coach has been awesome, and I think Giants fans love that more than anything else.
4: On the other end of the spectrum, what was it last week? Somebody said that we don't hear much from Nick Sirianni. Which feels kind of appropriate with this Eagles Mm -hmm. And we hear about their front office We hear about Jalen Hurts And then all of a sudden Sirianni has just kind of hung around And become the head coach of this unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles team Their win yesterday in a vacuum Not necessarily impressive But I'm sorry they haven't lost a game yet this season That is impressive in and of itself It wasn't pretty But guess what? You were on the road. You're figuring out weird ways to win games. And whether or not you are in the middle of your division, in a so-so division, you got to stack wins. And if you're at the top of a really good division, you still have to stack wins. Specifically, the special teams play for the Eagles. Jake Elliott, their kicker, their six-year kicker, was out yesterday. So they signed this rookie. They bring up this rookie, Cameron Dicker, who goes two for two. His long was 42. Wasn't that spectacular. But the kicker for the other team went one for two. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the li- the smallest things make the difference. So shout out to the special team specifically. Yeah. They impressed me for the Eagles.
3: Awesome. I think that's impressive too. That could have easily been a screw it game for the Eagles. Oh well, we lost. We're four yeah. and one. We lost yeah. to Arizona. Yeah. Long plane play. Like flight. They won kick? ugly. Yeah.
4: yeah,
5: who cares? But yeah. they said no.
3: We're going to go five and zero. That showed me
5: something. Absolutely. Eagles five and zero. Giants four and one. Cowboys four and one. It's the East. So good. So
4: good. Makes me so excited for Thanksgiving. <laughs> for a lot of Still the cop here on Good Morning Football which player from Week 5 had a performance worthy Mm. of a game ball, a show game ball. Our picks are on the way.
3: When Dak's finally back in the field, I'd like to do a look back on the Cowboys team doctor wears a cowboy hat on the side. I I, I like that joke. Week 5 wraps up tonight. AFC West Battle Chiefs and Raiders. Oh, that's kind of juicy. Speaking of juicy, Nate Burleson joins us next. to preview Monday night.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
5: We are here in New York City where it is alive and so is our friend. We wouldn't be at a Good Morning Football show on a Monday if we didn't have one of our favorite people over there at CBS with us. He is the CBS Morning's co-host. He's a contributor (laughs) to the NFL today. He is on Nickelodeon Slime Time, and he is also on Good Morning Football. The one and only Nate Burleson. Nate, welcome to Good Morning Football.
8: What's up, buddy? What's up, Shrags? Listen, I just got one bone to pick early before we get started. Before you guys went to the break, um, Kyle said, speaking of of Juicy, uh, Nate Burleson's coming up after the break. I'm gonna need you to change that tease, man. It made me feel some type of way. I I felt uncomfortable, KB. Come on, I I felt naked when you said that.
3: You and I have been to crazy places in our relationship unmentionable places, off the air places. I've described you in a lot more ways than Juicy, and I stand by the term. And I would think you'd describe me as Juicy as well.
8: I'm offended if you don't. This this is true. Fair point. You're right. You're right. Moving on. Come on
5: out. Uh, 9.30 (laughs) in the morning here on the East Coast. Everyone's watching the Giants. And, of course, the Jets take care of business at 1 p.m. I got to say, you guys film in New York City. And, of course, you live in the New Jersey, New York area. Which team, the Giants or the Jets, so far has been more impressive to you?
8: You know, I love what the Jets are doing. You know, it seems like Zach Wilson is finally getting his foot in. But it's the Giants for me. I mean, just look where they're at. Who would have thought? These guys are sitting there, one of the best teams in the league, regardless of how they did it. They're sitting at 4 and 1. They're playing well and the guy that we all expected to have this breakout year is having it. Saquon Barkley is a Mr. do-it-all. Over the last few years, we've heard everything about him. Oh, he's too muscular. I don't know if he can stay healthy. Is he a tough hard nose down the hill, 3 yards in a cloud of dust running back? Now, is he going to be able to show up and show out during the contract year? He's doing all of that and some. Literally, Putting the team on his back, though, like that old Marshawn Lynch clip. I feel like Saquon is the giddy-up to this offense, and as they continue to lean on him and other guys step up, I would say the Giants are the biggest surprise. And shout out to Dable, dealing with everything that he's dealing with. Let's not forget, he's had some injuries at the wide receiver position, but still figuring out week by week how to make this offense look as, as explosive as it has. That was a big win for them across the pond up against a team I don't think anybody thought that they would beat in the Packers.
4: Mm-hmm. Nate, it wasn't that long ago on the show that the question for the segment was probably who's more impressive, the Patriots or the Patriots? So it's kind of fun to uh-huh. have some new blood to go Jets yeah. or Giants. But You're speaking right. of the Patriots, they're down to their third-string quarterback. They lost Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer yeah. to injury. They still pulled off an absolutely dominant win over the Lions with Bailey Zappi under center and running the Patriots offense. That must have looked fantastic. What would you think about them yesterday?
8: It really was. Bailey Zappi uh, sliding in and stepping up. You know, I kind of posed this question to the table yesterday on NFL Today. You know, what if Zappi just keeps winning? What if he keeps balling and, and, and you know, the quarterbacks get healthy, Mac Jones and Hoyer becomes available? What if... He's balling. What do you do? And they said, come on. They love Mac Jones. I said, yeah, but you don't, you don't change things up if it's working. Um, that was a dominant performance. You know, I was picking my upsets, and I thought the, the Lions would have an opportunity to go out there and really prove something up against New England, in New England. But they were dominant on all phases. You know, offensively, defensively, and of course, they're always so disciplined on special teams. But this is just another prime example of how the Patriots prepare. They don't just prepare their starter. They don't just prepare their backup. The third string quarterback has been getting quality reps all summer and all season long. So when he was thrown into the lineup, he was picking up exactly where the first two QBs left off.
6: Quarterback controversy all over the place. Man, Kyle can go head-to-head on what Dallas should do when Dak Prescott is healthy. But those quarterbacks are throwing some nice passes, and guys are making incredible catches on the defensive side of the ball as well. Nate, I know you pay attention to the feet. Please give me what are your favorite toe-drag catches that happened in Mm -hmm. yesterday's game? (laughs)
8: Alright, I was split because there were two catches. I mean, oftentimes this goes to a wide receiver, but we have a DB in today's toe drag. Swag. This was absolutely poetic. Okay, we got Jack Jones. They're trying to throw this in between cover two and he goes up and gets it. Check it out again. Number 13 with the clean catch and gets his heels down. I love the fact that he high points the ball like a wide receiver. And then as soon as he catches it, Helmut goes directly to the sideline and then he's looking where his this was one of the most impressive catches of the week regardless of position so jack jones doing his thing and i just like somebody rocking the 13 i'm a little biased because it was my yep. number but yep. also 13 on the defense side of the ball as a db clean all right but what about this though one. cooper rush to michael gallup we've been waiting for him to get healthy and this is why you need him on the field speaking of another 13 a little slow off the line of scrimmage he baits him in gets pushed to the sideline But he gets the dead legs. And then you see the little foot pellets. We call that the foot fireworks popping up right there. Mm -hmm. There's an image online of him dragging his feet and those little rubber pellets popping them off the ground. That is perfect. But that's how you do it. You catch it, get the dead legs. So wherever your feet are, they immediately anchor down. And then you can just drag them toes right on the sideline. Jack Jones, Michael Gallup, absolutely beautiful. Poetic, if you want to say.
3: Nate, I'll be with you in a second. I'm just catching up on some reading here. I don't know if you've read The Bachelor, Nick Vial's book, uh, Don't Text Your Ex oh. Happy Birthday. Peter spent the whole weekend reading this thing cover to cover. Have you read it yet?
8: Well, I, I got a text by Peter. He said, I have a fantastic read for you. And I'm like, really? And then he sent me a picture of that, uh, the, the front page of the book. I'm like, all right, Shrek, oh, yeah. I see what you're doing on the weekends."
3: It's incredible. Peter, you're into it, right? Yeah,
5: I'm into it. Uh, Nate, natural good morning football. Kyle's taking a dig at me and spills an entire (laughs) mug of coffee all over Jamie. Just so you know, that's just how this goes. If the cameras want to show it, I don't know.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I start sweating when I talk to Nick. That's not water. That's just, listen, that's the deal. This is what we do here. We (laughs) got a crocodile mile, man. Easy. What are you
4: swimming in this week? Oh, my God.
3: Anyway. Anyway. Nate, Monday Night Football, (laughs) a great, great matchup uh, between the Chiefs and the Raiders. Nate, we want to hear all of your football acumen about Chiefs-Raiders tonight. Please enlighten us.
8: Well, listen, you have one team that is trending in the right direction, trending upward. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you have the Raiders sliding in the opposite direction. This is going to be the Chiefs continuing their offensive onslaught on the league. They look incredible. And this isn't about Patrick Mahomes just dropping back and throwing these wild passes to his wide receivers. Of course, Travis Kelsey, to me, is the uh, tight in that, that also moonlights as a wide receiver. Um, so he's going to be the focal point of this offense. But speaking of that, I mean, nine out of Patrick Mahomes' 11 TDs are going to non-wide receivers. What does that mean? Of course, Travis Kelsey's a big part of that, but the running backs catching out of the backfield, those short-distance throws, I mean, he's more methodical this year than we've ever seen before. And maybe that's because Tyreek Hill isn't in this lineup that he does deliver this ball to a little bit more of a balanced wide receiver group and tight ends along with the running back. So I just feel like they're going to continue to do the thing. And if, if you just want to watch impressive game calling, I feel like the Chiefs, yeah. once they get close to the red zone, it is something of the work of a genius offensive coordinator. Yep. They call plays that I've never seen, and I've been watching this game a long time. They remix plays that we've seen before and do it in ways that we've never seen. Um, it's just a fun football game to watch. Hopefully, the Raiders can make it competitive because they need a big-time win. This could be it. But if I had to choose, I would go with the Chiefs.
3: That's our guy. Raiders do need it. Can't get the one and four, right? Need it. That's it. Peter, what do you want to say to Nate on the way out? Yeah.
8: Love you, buddy. Good that's job.
5: It. Loved you in the, in the poker segment. Love you, too, man. The hey, hey, yo, on Peter. Tops. Tops. Peter.
8: Yo. Thanks, man. How did Mel do in flag football? He's killing it,
5: bro. There yeah. we go. My six-year-old son playing a little flag for the first time. Having a good time. Nate, thank you for asking. Thanks, Appreciate cool it. it. That's Appreciate that's it. Good son, to man. see you, cool Nate. No. Buccaneers, they grinded this out. They were up early after a two-point conversion. They would score here. We get a 21 to nothing lead in this game and career high 10 receptions for London Fournette against the big head. So then the Falcons do what the Falcons do. They come all the way back. They've been such a fun team to watch this season because they don't quit. Yep. Art Smith's happy. It's 21 to 15. All the pressure's on Brady. Then we get to this play. Third and five, three minutes left. Grady Jarrett, great sack. Falcon Falcons ball. are going to get the ball back. Woo! They're going to have a chance to avenge a lot. Wait, what? what? A roughing the passer call. Arthur Smith is all of us. Game's over. 21-15, to 15, Buccaneers win that game. Afterwards, Todd Bowles was asked if he thought Tom Brady got a little Tom Brady treatment. Here's what Todd Bowles had to say.
6: I don't know. You know, I saw that one being called. I saw it against Tua since he got it. I saw it in the London game this morning. So, you know, it, I think they're starting to crack down on some of the things and slinging back. So, I don't know. Right now, the way they're calling it, I think a lot of people would have got that call.
7: What did you think of that play? Had you been... Lob- lobbying or asking for some late hits there?
8: Or... I don't I don't throw the flags.
4: He can do a lot, but he doesn't throw the flags. Here is what uh, Jerome Boger, the referee who called it, said to a pool reporter after the game. What I had was the defender grab the quarterback while he was still in the pocket, and here's the keyword, unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. That is what I was making my decision based upon. To me, the spicy word there is unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. Peter, let's start with you and your takeaway from how that game ended.
5: Multiple issues with this, uh, na- you know, nationwide. If you get the Tom Brady treatment, does he get star treatment? Would that have been called if that was Baker Mayfield? Would that have been called if that was uh, Marcus Mariota? I don't know. My issue is it's third and five, and this team had come back from 15 points, and now they're, they're marching. And Grady Jarrett is making a clean football play to get to the quarterback. And in the heat of the moment, does he throw him aggressively? I I guess you can interpret yes. Does it seem unnecessary the way he did it, though? That's what Boger says. Unnecessarily threw him to the ground. I didn't interpret it that way, and I think Arthur Smith was all of us who were just looking for a dramatic finish to this game. The Falcons had fought all the way back from 21 to nothing. They scored 15 straight. This sack would ensure they get the ball and a chance To get it, you go into the history where Grady Jarrett was in the Super Bowl, had three sacks and loses after 28 to three. I look at this thing and Arthur Smith's reactions were because I think this is it, it's not anger, it's just like dismay, like, gosh, like, ah! Of course, there's some anger in that. And afterwards, Art actually took the high road and did not bash the officials and was like, that's just what they called. I can't control it. But you're the Falcons here, and you win two straight games. Imagine you win this game. You're 3-2, and two, and you beat them in Tampa, and you just came back from 21-0. It's all for naught because of that flag. They didn't lose the game because of the flag. And yet, if the flag wasn't thrown, we don't know if they necessarily wouldn't have won
3: it. I know. You didn't necessarily throw him to the ground. He, he pulled him to the ground. That is what, what is what a tackle is. It's physics and gravity, and you pull the person down. I I understand when officials miss calls. There's 22 players. They're moving very fast. You miss a call, fine. This was not a missed call. He's standing there looking right at it, had the vision, had the optics, made the decision to throw it, and then afterwards, the strange explanation. I always wish that there would be something where they just said, look, I blew it. I apologize to the Falcons. I got the call wrong. I am human. I am sorry. They don't do that. Or even if you had said, you know what? I saw the Tua Tagovailoa situation, and the optics reminded me of it. And I reached for my flag, and I was trying to protect the quarterback. I understand that completely, but this thing about the unnecessarily and, and what really bothers me: Falcons have won two in a row, Bucks have lost two in a row. I would tell you right now, I have a really good chance that penalty may keep the Falcons out of the playoffs or may get the Bucs into the playoffs. That is a big one. That is not something in the second quarter that blah blah blah. That decided the game. I don't, I don't care about the other factors. That was a rough call. And you wanna know why Tom Brady's in the league this long? Guys, it's not because he hydrates, okay? I, I'd like to tell you it's that. It's because he's Tom Brady and someone you think I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is getting that call. I don't know if Mahomes is getting it. I think Tom Brady is. That's frustrating too.
6: No doubt about it. I, and I think for me, I can remember playing in Tennessee, we're playing against the Cleveland Browns. I get a late interception, return it to maybe touchdown goal line or whatever, comes back on an illegal contact. We come in Monday. Ken Winslet, our head coach at the time, stands up in front, says, hey, I got a letter. They said they blew this call. It shouldn't have been an illegal contact. Should have been an interception. We should have had the ball. Arthur Smith's going to come in today. He's going to address the team. Whether he mm-hmm. says it or not, I don't know. But he probably got a memo, got a message, email, however they send it. And it's just like, hey, we blew that call. Shouldn't have been a roughing the passer. Should have been you guys ball. You should have had opportunity to win the game. Does absolutely nothing on a Monday you still lost like you just said that may play a huge role later down the season but it's the explanation I agree unnecessarily it's a tackle Mm -hmm. the only other thing is he lets him go and Brady remains up and possibly completes the pass so you have to tackle him the game of football is bring him to the ground and I don't know how else he would have done it these defensive linemen are 300 pounds Mm -hmm. like I'm just tackling them. I'm not unnecessarily. I'm just dragging them to the ground. So that you hate to see a game in that way, especially one that was coming down to the wire. And fans, everybody, they're just like, why? Like, what is going on? And like you said, Arthur Smith, after said, hey, I just want to know why this is so I can coach it and teach it the Mm -hmm. right way so we don't end up in this explanation. Mm -hmm. What can I tell Garrett? Like, hey, this is what you should do instead of doing that. I think every coach is like, I have no idea how to coach that.
4: Yeah, the very buzzy word I felt like to say 10 years ago was like – a football play yes, when sir. someone would catch a ball and like did he make a football play and that, that means he retained possession and then was it a fumble or whatever like that was a football play and if you're going to start to redefine how you're meant to tackle then we have a different conversation going on if we watch the play again and this is what's the worst about plays like this and calls like this is that you watch it back you watch it in slow motion we you have, pause uh, it, you pause uh, it, and so when he starts time. to turn what is he supposed to do just pull him back the, it just it doesn't make sense and to Kyle's point it's like the laws of physics the way the, the way his body was moving. Um, Tom Brady is a long, limmy guy. I also think he kind of flung his arms in a way that made it look, you know, a bit of a soccer flop there, if you will. And then you're the referee, and then Tom Brady. Tom Brady comes over and kind of stands over your shoulder. Sure does. He's like, Sure well, you, you, you got You got roughing me on that mm-hmm. call? You got, okay, cool, cool, good talk. And mm-hmm. then he just walks off. It's like, of course that's what the play was going to be. My goodness, so that was a football judge, play. The, the back judge
5: is right there, and he doesn't throw the flag. Like, that's what I'm...
4: There
3: did seem to yes. be a conference it afterwards did. in which Brady involved himself yes. and kind of chimed in. And like, That's that's, that's tough. Yeah. We've adapted to the whole, you can't land your weight on the guy. Yep. And the guys yes. put their arms back in. Yep. Yep. That was tough at first. What is the adapt to here? Don't pull them down. It's uh, There needs to be a lot of communication. Yeah. about what happened and
6: what should happen? Because if he swings him and lets go, and somehow he, stay he stays up? on his feet, yeah. then it's just you're getting crushed in the meeting room yep. for not finishing That's the play. Right. I, I have no idea how I you. I just think
4: it's it. a lot of limbs, a lot of breedy limbs coming it? It? and it looks what we bad. Call?
6: Referee radio. It's Referee. very easy for us to. do. Yes. Let's go to the phones.
5: And Like we get that. We're not here. That's the show. One segment. Only one segment. In this case, human
6: error controlled the game. Yeah.
4: Yeah. All right. We saw plenty of great performances over the weekend. And we're gonna tell you about them. Stars of the weekend. That's for sure. All right, time now to hand out a couple GMFB game balls. We're going to highlight the best overall performances of the week. But first, we do want to give a total show game ball to Brian Robinson. Peter, of course, you just give us the backstory a little bit, but he's a Tuscaloosa, Alabama native, and he comes back after that tragedy.
5: Unbelievable story. His mother was in the building, Ron Rivera, on the Friday. Before the game, told him, Hey, you're gonna dress. I want you to do me a favor call your mother and let her know mm-hmm. I want her in the stadium. It's an unbelievable story mm-hmm. of perseverance. That's the best. And he's a great runner, too. Yeah. yeah.
4: No. And he was having a fantastic preseason. He was moving up the depth charts, and then this horrible thing happened. And so the scene of him coming out of the tunnel yesterday in the commander's jersey must have been so special for him in his rookie season, but also just a really awesome moment for the league. All right, so game balls all around now. Jay, who do you got on your uh, sheet there? Yeah,
6: my uh, brother gives me a hard time on the show. He says, I'm always I'm always talking down on the Patriots. I'm never giving them any props. Well, him and the defense, they finally gave me something yeah. to give them props over. So I'm giving my game ball to the newest. England Patriots defense. They held this Detroit Lions offense to zero points. They were averaging 35 a game. We talked about it last week. They were giving up a ton of points on defense, but this Lions offense was rolling. Patriots defense, Judon had two sacks. They forced a fumble, picked it up, returned it for a touchdown. Jack Jones, he had the toe tap on the sideline, getting the interception as well. They played really good yesterday. They were able to get the victory, and they needed it. One and three were struggling. And the Lions come into town, and they, they beat them down and send them back home to Detroit. So, shout-out game ball to the New England Patriots defense.
4: Not specifically your brother. I like it. Just no, he didn't do it. He was yeah, just hanging yeah, yeah. out. He, <laughs> he, gave,
6: he gave the good pregame speech, which fired him up. I mean, I guess you can't really get a game ball for a pregame speech. <laughs>
5: uh, that was tremendous. Um, I'm giving my game ball to Brian Dable, the coach of the New York Giants. Yep. His team was down big on the road against a heavily favored Packers team. And Dabes finds a way to get these guys to believe, and they come all the way back. The energy right now in New York City is alive, and it's because of not only the Jets and the Yankees, but this guy right here, Brian Dable. Major comeback with a lot of guys injured, and that energy, that spirit that he showed afterwards, I think embodies a lot of what this Giants team is all about. They're not supposed to be 4-1 right now. They're not. It's supposed to be a rebuilding year. There's That's Joe Shane, the GM. Giants coming back from London. They're going to get a hero's welcome. And I'll tell you what, New York football is alive. Jets have the Packers coming up. Giants, they've got some uh, formidable foes coming up this week, this week as well. I think uh, Giants, Brian Dable, awesome oh. performance mm-hmm. from the coaching staff.
4: Absolutely. You know, week five feels like a good reminder for rookies that are in the league, That like, especially the guys who were the guy in college. You yeah. have the guy in high school, and maybe you've just been plodding along and you've been finding mm-hmm. your way in the NFL. And week five feels like a nice little moment to come to, come up for air and say, I'm Reese Hall And I deserve a game ball yeah. for the New York Jets. This guy's a running back. He comes to New York. It took him a minute, but he got there. And this was a beautiful performance by Brees Hall. 18 carries, 97 yards, a touchdown. Oh, two catches, 100 yards. My goodness, his line from his yards from scrimmage right now ranks sixth with names like Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, I mean, he's he's gotten better every week. It's been a, a tremendous ascension for him. And uh, he is your predicted rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year.
5: Uh, there's a lot of good ones. There's a yes, lot of good ones. But, favorite.
4: hey, hey, it's good when your guy comes up and is a bright light for the Jets. A lot of bright lights this weekend, but it was fantastic to see Brees Hall. He gets my game ball.
3: I'm so excited that Jets at Packers is a game this week. Dude, and I think Fox might
5: send their number one crew. I'm they should. Kidding. And I don't think the Jets have ever had a Fox number one crew. Mm-hmm. Like, that's
3: a- ri- Jets at Lambeau. Right? It's a crazy thing. You don't see it much ever. But, like, if they win that game, oh, Oof. my gosh. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. It, we, it, we, we joke about it. We really do feel it here in New York. It's incredible. And yet, I'm not going to go to New York. I'm going to go to New Orleans. Taysom Hill. Just go ahead and take this thing. Mm-hmm. I love you. I, I have an un- unabashed man crush or regular okay. crush. I don't care how you phrase it. I just love the guy. How could you not? He did the Taysom Hill thing where he ran for a whole bunch of yards. He had three rushing touchdowns. He only threw one pass, and it was for a touchdown. And then the requisite, and he also played special teams and returned kicks and did this and did that. And, Peter, you're Mr. Trivia. Here you go. Okay, we got it. He becomes the third player ever Ooh. to rush for 100 yards, score three rushing touchdowns, and throw a touchdown pass in the game. It's Taysom Hill. It is Ronnie Brown in the famous Wildcat game, mm-hmm. and then one other player in the year 2005. Who was it? Daniel Thomas. That's why you're the
7: best. Oh,
4: Whoa. my God, LaDainian,
3: Ronnie Brown, man. and Taysom Hill, the first people ever to have that kind of no line. Um, Peter, you're the best.
4: Game ball to Peter.
5: Taysom Hill ball to Peter. is the best. You're He's the best, the Kyle.
3: Uh, the Saints needed to win really bad. <laughs> no, really you're bad, the best, and you. they <laughs> you're sure. The no, best Jamie's and the best. No, 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 the viewers, <laughs> you're, the you're the best. Love oh,
5: you. With Silva on top of all the news, Will, what do you got, my man?
9: You know, actually, I have to mention the game ball that you gave to Brian Robinson. So I want to do a deeper dive on that. Such a terrific story, although the... The Commanders and the Blues in that game, really something to see. The scene where he finally got onto the field six weeks after suffering multiple gunshot wounds from that attempted carjacking. This, again, was a scene as we revisit it, receiving a standing ovation from the fans at FedEx Field as he was the last player to come out of the tunnel. Obviously, emotional day for Robinson, who said it was great to finally, finally has his dream of playing in an NFL game come true.
6: Definitely. Like, just coming out on this field, even coming, getting out of my car, coming through this tunnel, you know, was, was part of the dream. You know, so uh, I'm definitely living out the dreams now. I finally got a chance to go out and you know, play in my first NFL game. I can't, can't really explain how it feels like going through what I've been through. But, you know, it's definitely coming to the light now. Such a great story. This,
9: unfortunately, is not under that category. Seahawks running back with Sean Penny. Just can't stay healthy. NFL Network Insider, Ian Rappel reporting Penny suffering a fractured fibula in Sunday's loss to the Saints. Penny will undergo tests today to determine the extent of the damage and to see if surgery is necessary. Hate,
0: hate to see that. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.